0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is the stinking truth. Okay, let's move over to the NFC. And we got San Francisco and and Detroit. I I just, I I wonder if you look at San Francisco, uh, if you have the same confidence in them as you did a week ago at this time, or did their
1: performance against the Packers shake that confidence at all? Yeah, I think I think that my confidence in them has grown. Hmm. And I think it's grown because they played they did not play well. You know, for everybody saying, Hey man, you know, their quarterback didn't play well. Well, he played well when the game was on the line and it mattered the most. That's when he played well. And what have I told you about San Francisco if they don't run the ball effectively? So think about how the game played out. In the first quarter, San Francisco had, count them, one offensive possession. And what does that do to you as a play caller? As a play caller, you start to count possessions, and you start to go shit. In a 12-possession game, we're going to get six? Pucker factor. Seven? Mm Mm-hmm. And therefore, you get out of what you do well. And I was shocked during the course of that game, especially in the first half, of how much empty gun they were in. It's not what they do the best. It's not what they really run the ball and set up all their play action stuff off their running game. And part of that is you know, your ability to motion McCaffrey out of the backfield and then all of a sudden have Debo run on the ball. So there's a, there's a mixture there that they lost, and I don't know if Debo's back or not, but they got into a situation where as much as people want to make it, and we all do about offense, right, and block, Brock Purdy didn't play as well, I thought, for me, of all the games I called for San Francisco this year, which was two, and all the games I watched them play, I thought it might have been the worst performance by their defense that I'd ever watched. I thought like they didn't defend the run very well. They got beat up on the line of scrimmage, which, you know, their defensive line, the rotation is great. I thought when Green Bay ran the outside run game, the, the transportation series of the crack, the crack pull stuff. I thought one defensive ends didn't get off the ball. And then that anytime a wide receiver comes down and cracks Mike on the end of the line of scrimmage, that means when he goes down. Your guy who's covering's got to come replace. They call it crack replace. And you've got to come and you've got to establish a new edge. So all of a sudden they crack, that tackle pulls. You got to meet that tackle in the backfield. You got to turn back everything back into, into the the flow of the defense. I thought they were garbage at doing any of that. DN didn't didn't beat the you you're not beating the blocks of wide receivers and your, your saf- safeties and corners aren't flying up there and reestablishing a new edge. So Green Bay was able to capture the perimeter of the defense on a consistent basis in the run game. And I just thought that they did – I thought it was probably the worst game I have watched San Francisco play on the defensive side of the ball. And that, to me, from just an Im- pure embarrassment standpoint, that, to me, is going to get rectified. Now, the one question or the one concern I really have is – their third corner, Ambry Avery, Avery Thomas. Um, because when they get in three wide receiver sets, um, D'Amador no, yeah, Le, Lenore moves into the into the slot, and then Thomas comes and plays the other corner. And they picked on He got a couple of P.I. fouls. He, he gave up some easy throw. He gave up some easy completions. Uh, on the outside was just giving up too much cushion. Um, he was a liability out there.
0: So are you talking about something that was self inflicted by San Francisco that's correctable or is the dreaded blueprint
1: out yeah, there? No, no, no. I think I think it's completely I think it's completely fixable. Now, you're going up against I thought the O line of Green Bay played exceptionally well. You're going up what is arguably one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football. In Detroit, Pinay Sewell is awesome. Uh, Noah Jackson, although he got hurt, uh, is a really good player. Frank Ragnow is great. Um, Glasgow, who we're familiar with here in Denver, he's a good player. Uh, Decker is a good player, but they do a really good job of mixing it up. Their two running backs are outstanding. They've got great offensive offensive personnel. I, I love what I love what
0: Detroit does with their two running backs. Um, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, but which one do you think is better suited for that San Francisco defense, what San Francisco likes to do? Mm-hmm. W- what Which running back would you want to feature against San right. Francisco, you know, Gibbs got, or Montgomery? Right,
1: I've got so much of this. They have a system, and they have a series of things that they do in that system, and that system is... It is Montgomery is your lead back, and Jameer is your Jamir is your um adjunct back or your you know your changeup back, and you know you get so many people. I was on a show yesterday that people were like, he only got thirteen touches, you know, and he had X number of rushes or X number, of, you know, like, you need to get him twenty touches or twenty five touches. Like, that's not how they operate their system. And so they can play one back with either Gibbs or Montgomery, or they can get into, you know, what a lot of teams will call 21-pony. So it's a two-back system, but that other back becomes more of a receiver and the other back's the the ball carrier. Like, there's a a balance there, and they use that balance, and they use it exceptionally well. And once they wear that defense down a little bit and they get them – you know, matched in that three-wide receiver set, they get a favorable look in the running game, and they've worn them down to a bit. Now, all of a sudden, you change it up with that speed and athleticism of Gibbs, where they were defending Montgomery early, and now, all of a sudden, Gibbs, with a little bit of extra burst, a little bit of extra quickness, he takes that four- or five-yard power run just physical run that montgomery montgomery was getting and all of a sudden he pops it out for 12 or 15 like there's a there's a a a method to their madness so i'm like hey it ain't broke don't fix it you know like they've got a great they've got a great um kind of give and take with their running back situation right now i wouldn't fix it and let me just tell you this with with detroit and that's as talented as an off uh, offense almond ross st brown is incredibly talented in the middle of football field, Sam Laporta is unbelievably talented. Those two backs are as good as you get. One two combination. Um, then they got Reynolds. They've got Jamison Williams. They've got like uh, they've got dudes that can flat play, so they can beat you. They can personnel you to death. They can rotate different personnel groupings, and they can do a lot of different things out of those personnel groupings. And Jared Goff, um, in the middle of the football field, his ability to be accurate on time and really just not see a window that he can't throw it into, Like he is really good. So it, that, that they're, they're a really outstanding offense. Where, where's your confidence level
0: in golf on the road? Because maybe it's unfair, and it's not a huge difference, but it, at least when you look at home-road splits, yeah, 19 and 6, 19 touchdowns, 6 picks at home, only 11 touchdowns. Six interceptions right. uh on the road. Uh the completion percentage is seventy percent at home. It's uh it's about sixty-five on the road. Again, we're not mm-hmm. talking about huge differences, but we we do right see differences. So where would your your confidence level be in golf on the road?
1: Well, I think one of those games I did, I think in Chicago he threw three picks. And yeah. I did that game, and it was about, you know, it was about 12 degrees with the wind in Chicago it was a miserable day and you know Chicago was doing a great job of controlling the tempo of the game controlling the clock controlling the run game with their quarterback and so there were some chances you had to take and like it it wasn't a great day for Detroit it's just the way it was um but, yeah, there, I mean, there is, you know, it's always tougher on the road with crowd noise and everything else. It's always going to be a little bit tougher. So, I get all that. Um, but those splits aren't that dramatic to me. I'm not that concerned. Offensively, man, they're a really good football team. So, I'm not that concerned. And I think the weakness right now of San Francisco is their defensive secondary has been banged up. They've had a lot of different guys that have rotated in there. They've had a lot of make a lot of changes in their back end. Um, safeties that have been hurt, you know, uh, uh, who has been out since middle of the season. Um, you know, Gibson is, is been in and out of the lineup because of injury. They've had cornerback issues. I know they wanted to move on to Jason Verrett, who's a outstanding. He just has never been healthy. The guy is more snake bit than anybody in the history of the national football league, uh, at the cornerback position. They really wanted to transition and move into him because he's so talented and he is he's so good and, and that didn't pan out for them so you know Thomas is is probably their sixth guy that they're operating at corner so it, it, you know they've got some issues there and i think Detroit can take advantage of that to some degree same thing i did with the afc game detroit wins this game if they do what if they can create some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball i think they're i think the biggest question mark to me with detroit is i love cj gardner johnson being back he brings some energy but you know we used to refer to him as war daddies like guys that you just have to have a plan for like oh my god how are we going to take care of this guy as a blitzer how are we going to take care of this guy as as a cover corner how are we going to take care mostly this guy's a linebacker or a pass rusher And if they have one dude that's a war daddy, we're good. Mm -hmm. We'll take care of that guy formationally. We'll take care of that guy. Sometimes you run at that guy. Sometimes you run away from that guy. Sometimes, you know, you have a protection plan for that guy. If you have two guys, now there's a problem. Detroit, I'll be honest with you, as one dude. Aiden Hutchinson, you got to take care of your Now, Brian Branch is a real legit nickel guy. But there's one dude on the line of scrimmage that you have to take care of. And, like, McNeil's a really nice player. They've got nice players. But there's only one dude that I have to be concerned with. And one thing about San Francisco is they can attack you so many different ways in the running game that they can render you almost useless in your pass rush game because your head's on a swivel trying to figure out where all these sons of bitches are coming from, right? It's just like <laughs> I've been blocked by seven different guys. Yeah, right. We've run one running play. We ran for Hutchison, let's say we ran 18 handoff, you know, 18 handoff, 18 handoff force, and now all of a sudden we've blocked you with a tight end, tight end and a tackle, two tight ends, tight end and a fullback, just the fullback, a wide receiver cracking on you. We've blocked you seven different ways, and we've run one play and like now all of a sudden we get a pass rush situation or we get a third down and four and you get the same action right and your head is like you're like this and then all of a sudden quarterback's drop back he's in a five step drop with a hitch and you haven't even started your pass rush yet like that's how they that's how they get you so they got one war daddy i think they'll be able to take care of him that that that's that's what they end up doing san francisco wins if they do what Like, San Francisco wins, to me, um, if they operate their offense. If they can run the ball and set up their play action, which they were unable to do, part of that was because their defense failed, Mike. But if they can play their offense the way they play their offense, meaning run the ball, set up their run, marry their play action to that run game, so every run play that they're going to run has a – an an adjunct play action pass that marries perfectly that looks identical that's how they get so many wide open guys even if it's six yards away from the line of scrimmage they dump a throw to a dude and there's not anybody within 15 yards of the guy it's uncanny how often they get wide open guys they are not and i've said this before i'll say it again they are not a lineup in a static formation and out route run you that's not what they do and and frankly you know, if you were honest, whether it's Ayuk or whether it's, um, you know, whether it's Debo Samuel or whether it's it's George Kittle or whoever, they wouldn't qualify themselves as the greatest route runners in those situations. They run routes perfectly out of the play action that is tied to those routes. That's where they're good. That's what they do. And so if they just do that, if they can do that beyond schedule and they can get the proper amount of possessions, then I think they, then I think they add, end up winning this game going away.